Tuesday, dear listeners. This is Emphir from Grit and Glitter, your weekly women's wrestling podcast check-in. And uh, yeah, speaking of check-ins, how y'all doing? Feeling okay? Feeling a little maybe fatigued on all the news that's been coming out of the wrestling world this week? I know I have. And, you know, there's a part of me, a part of all of us who are kind of tempted to focus an episode on that conversation that probably should be having. But you know what? Fuck it. There's a lot of great people out there doing a lot of great coverage on this topic. And uh, I'll leave it at that. Instead, this week, we are covering a brand new promotion brought to you by 24-year wrestling veteran Missy Sampson, one of the traders at Monster Factory who has started her own all-women's wrestling promotion called Bell to Bell. Ring the Bell, their first show, will be out on Saturday, March 2nd at 3 p.m. at the Monster Factory facility. The main event for this brand new debut promotion is Rebecca J. Scott versus Notorious Mimi, but there are a ton of other amazing women on this card, many of whom I'm seeing for the first time. I'm so excited, and so was Don Hallowell, so excited that we decided to have Missy on the show this week to talk about her new promotion, the mindset behind it, and getting more and more eyes on the up-and-coming women's wrestling talent that is so worth seeing. So, Without further ado, I'm going to throw it to Don. Hi, this is Don Hollowell, and I am here with um, Missy Sampson. The um, she's a former wrestler, trainer at the um, world famous Monster Factory. <laughs> and a new promoter of the um, new promotion Bells to Bells. And thank you for joining me, Missy. Thanks for having me. It's it's Bell to Bell. Bell to Bell. Oh. Well, thank thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I just wanted to start off, um, you know, asking a few questions. Sure. Um, so just wanted to see, um, you were wrestling for, um, you had a long wrestling career, and um, like I remember you from like the old WSU days and stuff like <laughs> that. Um, so can you? A lot has changed since then. Can you tell us like what major things that you see, especially with women's wrestling? Well, I, you know, I wrestled for well over 25 years. Um, you know, the biggest change is the amount of girls in wrestling. Now, when, when I was training, there were maybe like three girls in the tri-state area. And that was it. Um, the amount of female, you know, trained female wrestlers was very few and far between. And, and now there's so many more and, and that's a good change. I like that. Um, it's what those of us in the past worked hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so we love seeing that change. Also, you know, women's matches are no longer almost like sideshow matches on a card. We used, you know, women, women's matches used to be like, we called them midget matches. I think you have to use little <laughs> yeah. people is the yeah. politically correct term these days. <clears throat> Pardon me, but we were, we were viewed along those lines, right? Like a, like a special attraction match. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays a woman's match is just a woman's match and there's men's matches and there's intergender matches. And, you know, none of it's looked as like a, a, a freak sideshow oddity anymore, uh, which is another huge, huge difference that I've Especially noticed. Especially now you see like women's matches on main eventing pretty much every promotion. 
from WWF exactly, exactly. to NWA to AEW, you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's not only, you know, the amount of women, it's the quality too, you know? Yes. Yes. So, um, what made you decide to be a, um, a trainer once you, um, decided to, um, be a wrestler? Uh, Danny Cage talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's a true story. I, I never saw myself being a coach. I never wanted to coach. And I had my official last match, November of 2019. Uh, and then COVID started and the speaking out movement started. And I had met Danny Cage in person at that point, I think like one time at a new kids on a block concert. Oh, um, but if, if you're around wrestling, if you're in wrestling long enough, you know, people you've never even met, you just know them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's kind of where me and Danny fell. We had a lot of mutual friends. Um, and the speaking out movement happened and I got a, a DM on my Twitter the one day from Danny that said, Hey girl, what's your number? Uh, want to call call you and talk to you about something. So I sent him my number and he called me within an hour. <laughs> and he said, have you ever thought about coaching? And I said, no. <laughs> uh, and he had also just brought on Ricky Reyes to coach as well. Oh, wow. And he mentioned that to me and I said to him, I've taken classes where Ricky Reyes was the coach, was the trainer. And Ricky's got this just ungodly amazing ability to break down everything in wrestling to the most finite move. Oh gosh. Um he seems to very teach intense it to you. too. Yeah, he well, it, yes and no. Okay. He's everyone he's he's very quiet. He's a man of very few words. <laughs> so everyone mistakes that for intensity. Really what it is is he he's just there to wrestle, right? So <laughs> like he keeps to himself. He's kind of quiet. Um, you know, I've known him for years. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, really good man. Excellent family man. Um, he's no longer a coach with us only because he moved with his family to Texas. Okay. Um, so, you know, Danny said, you know, I said, I, I don't have that skill. And Danny mm-hmm. said, that's fine. You don't need it. We all bring something different to the table. And we talked for a little bit more and Danny talked me into it. So that's how I ended up being a coach there. I think that's really cool. Like four years now. I think that's really cool with like schools like that where you can get different perspectives. You know, if you just have like the one perspective, you're almost putting out like copies of that one person. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, whenever you went to, um, become a trainer, was there things that you use that you learned from, you know, your time as a wrestler? Um, especially when, whenever you were training the female students? Well, uh, I, I, I still coach. Um, I'm still, I still coach at the Monster Factory. We do not segregate the women from the men. Everyone gets trained together. Mm-hmm. What I tried to do was, you know, I had over 25 years of fumbling, making mistakes, think, you know, so here's all the mistakes I made. So that you can just skip them. I already did them. <laughs> like <laughs> I did them um, so for I, you. You know, I, I try a lot of that. You know, just this. You know, it, you know. I get why you would do this this way, but I did it this way, and it didn't work out. <laughs> um, just a lot of you know real life experience to them. Um, you know, and and then getting them to open up themselves. 
Um, because clearly to be a pro wrestler, you have to know who you are and, and be willing to be vulnerable to create the artwork that we create. Um, you know, so those are the things that I took from my time as a wrestler and, you know, and the moves and all that stuff. But, you know, that's what I've taken and tried to give them. And I think like wrestling is one of those things where you have to kind of like almost go against your basic instinct. You know, oh, we tell, we tell everybody that mm-hmm. we come in and we, and we take away your basic instincts, such as falling backwards and not putting your hands behind you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, falling forward and watching the floor come at your face. Or even um, going out there and making a fool of yourself, you know? Exactly, exactly. If oh. you hear weird noises like a cat purring, I have two black cats. Okay. And one of them is like in my face right now. <laughs> I think she's trying to figure out who I'm talking to. <laughs> I'm not going crazy, I promise. Now, you guys, um, you got a reality show at your training facility. We did. The Monster Factory got a got a reality show. You can... It's called the Monster Factory. Uh, you can see it on Apple TV. Now, did that change? Like, once that came out, did that change? Like, maybe like some different people that came to your school, or like that showed up at your shows. Like, I know after like OBWs, their crowds just like exploded. So, like, did um, you see anything like that happen at your um at a, the Monster a Factory? A little bit, but a little bit, but I don't think as much as we would have hoped for. Oh no. You know, I, I've seen the OVW, and I'm not going to knock anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole premise of our show was positivity. Okay. Was the journeys that people take, the obstacles they overcome, and still fight and chase your dreams. Um, I, you know, I think anyone who watched, you've seen the OVW one, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not an overly positive it, more like a regular documentary like, reality, more like a regular reality show where you got like yeah. the drama and stuff like, you know, um, so, you know, so they're two different genres. So you are um, more like documentary as opposed to like reality show. Well, I mean, ours was a documentary. It mm-hmm. was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we showed up to training, got COVID tested every day. And, uh, you know, there were camera crews and then, you know, me and Danny coached. Like nothing different. You didn't do any yeah. different just because the cameras were there. Yeah. Yep. The only, I, you know, again, the difference was because we were filming the studio made everybody COVID test every day that we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there were days I had a mic on a microphone, you know, under my shirt. Okay. Yeah. Which I used to run around the minute the sound guy would mic me, I'd run around and look at everybody and go, I'm in snitch mode and like point <laughs> to my chest. Cause I didn't want anybody to say anything to me, not knowing I had a mic there. Oh yeah. And they think they're making a private comment to me and it's caught and they use it. And <laughs> so I would always go, I'm in snitch mode. <laughs> my chest will talk. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, so now now into the um the promotion that you're starting. What made you decide to, to start a women's promotion? I hate to answer another question with the same answer, but Danny Cage talked me into it. Oh no. Um He must be you know, it's, it, it's kind of the truth. Um he's a band influence in the best way possible. He uh you know, we had another women's fed in the area. Um 
and I guess October of last year, uh, that kind of blew up. Some mm-hmm. girls weren't happy. Yeah. And it was a company that I had spent quite some time at trying to help out, right? I just wanted to help the girls. <clears throat> I hadn't been there the past couple months when stuff blew up. Um, so it blew up and, you know, it, it's always a shot to me when something that is an avenue for the girls to get experience and exposure is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a promoter in another state who hit me up when that all blew up and said, you know, you're probably taking, you know, we know you, you're probably taking this really hard, but you tried, you tried your best to help that place. Like it's not on you. And if you ever decide to do something, let us know. We would love to be supportive. I'm like, yeah, no. And then two days later, Danny Cage hits me up and goes, you should open an all women's bed and run it at the monster factory. Keep me out of it. And I was like, man. <laughs> Cause then I knew he was just going to talk me into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'll think about it. And then, you know, I talked to a, a few people that I'm close with in the industry. I talked to Kevin Kelly about it. I talked to Homicide, who's one of my best friends about it. I called Gabby Gilbert. I'm sorry, Gabby Ortiz okay, um, yeah. about it. And they all kind of said the same thing to me. They were like, Missy, if anybody can do this, it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Ugh. and when I was on the phone with Gabby Ortiz, I said, Ugh, no, I have to come up with a name. And she was actually the one who said, you know, I always thought if I ever ran a women's fed, I would call it bell to bell. And she wanted both bells to be B-E-L-L-E. Okay. And then T-O in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I said, ooh. I said, I'm going to steal that, except I'm going to cut the E off the last bell and change the T-O to the number two. So abbreviated, it's B2B. Okay. And, you know, and yeah, so that's how I got the name. And then once I had the name, I was like, all right, fine. Fine, I'll run a Fed. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I hit up the, the graphics girl. Um, amazing, amazing artist uh, to do the logo for me. Told her exactly what I wanted. She nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a custom theme song for the Fed. Uh, oh, almost cool. done production at this point through John Kiernan, who has made custom music for tons of people in wrestling. Um, yeah. Oh, that is a cool logo. Yeah. I wanted something feminine yet strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so... um. Lufisto just started her promotion. I think she did. Weekend. Um, Kenzie and Kylie so have took over a promotion. Um, then obviously, like Dark Sheik. Like, how important do you think it is to have um, women at the top of the promotion? Extremely important. You know, as important to have women on the cards. Um, you know, as important to have people of color in positions of power and being seen. Representation matters. Um, I think that's for any company, like not even wrestling, like companies in general, you know, you have to have like women and um, people of color and queer people at the top if you actually want change. Yeah, well, you need you need a good diversity, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of companies have started putting these focuses on diversity and inclusion, because everyone has a different aspect or a different perception of things. Right. We've all led very different lives. And I think we can all agree that, you know, people's beliefs or the way they see things has a lot to do with their own life experiences. So when you can put a number of these different people who have 
had different life experiences together um, and get them to kind of mold, mold the same piece of clay, you know, you're bound to get something a little bit from everyone that should just be a beautiful piece of art. Um, and then, you know, so having women at the top of companies is important. It's long been a male dominated sport. The women are still trying to catch up. Um, and again, we have, you know, different perspectives, different thoughts and ideas. So, you know, getting, getting those out there, I think is, is great. You know, Danny Cage is a big proponent of wrestling is for everyone. So I think having, you know, more women's matches, women at the top brings in the young girls and shows them you can do this too. This isn't just for the boys. Especially I think like for, for like indie shows, like it's one thing, like you go to like a WWE event and see like, um, Bailey from like your second tier or whatever at an arena, but you put her in an indie show and be able to like interact, um, Correct. with the wrestlers. You know, you have a young girl that's able to interact with someone like, um, Christina Marie or something like that. Um, I think that's, that's a lot different and it makes it more real. Yeah. You know, when you can physically show up somewhere and go up to somebody and ask for their autograph and intermission. But, you know, and you've seen them wrestle, you've seen them do it in the ring, lights on. You know, they look bigger than life to you when mm -hmm. you're younger. And they look like superheroes. And then you get to go meet them and talk to them. And, you know, it, it, it does make it more real and more achievable to people, mm -hmm. especially young girls. Yeah. Especially, you know, you look at someone like Billy Starks or Izzy Marino. You know, they started as fans going to shows. Yep. <laughs> Izzy Marino, talk about a girl who's worked her little butt off. God bless that girl. And she, her matches have been so good. <laughs> like her matches in um like Mission Pro. Have, yeah, well, I mean that girl's really been training good. since forever. Mm -hmm. I met her in November for the first time. Okay. At the Icons of Wrestling convention, she was there. I had talked to her on Twitter a little bit, and uh, but I finally got to meet her in person. What what a spunky, bright young girl that is. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna, she's definitely gonna be a star. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so now onto the card, you have um, RJS against Mimi in the main event. Um, yes. What made you decide that 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 would be the main event? Um, so I I booked all the girls that I wanted on the first show, and uh, then I looked at the card and I said. You know, I had to build a, a good card with the girls that I had, um, which was only hard to do in the aspect that they're all so good. They all could have been the main event. Um, but I took, you know, Mimi, who's former, you know, she was at NXT. Um, she was signed. Um, is a phenomenal record. Who should, uh, I'm sorry, is a phenomenal worker. who should be booked everywhere all week long. Um. And then, you know, you take a look at Rebecca Scott, who, again, is a phenomenal worker, but she's somebody who really pushes herself mm -hmm. and promotes herself and puts the work in. And, you know, their styles, styles are very similar. I think they'll have a phenomenal match. Um, so that's that's where that came from. Okay. And that's why that's personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but that's why that's, you know, the main event. 
Yeah, I love um Rebecca, like she's like I love like her um like work ethic too. Like, you know, working her like regular job as a um flight attendant. Yeah. And then doing her BJJ and like all that stuff. I just that think girl's that's nonstop. Incredible. She's got so much energy. I don't know where she gets it from. Right? <laughs> to be that age again and have that much energy, right? Amen. God knows I don't. <laughs> And then, yeah, Mimi, it seems like she's gotten even better since she came back. Like, from that's uh, my girl. the WWE, like, she's just, seems like she's improved a lot. She wants to wrestle. Mm. Like, she's one of those, she wants to wrestle. And she shows up all the time, even when she doesn't have to. So she, um, she trained with you, right? She still trains there. Okay, cool. Cool. Like, she, she didn't go sign and go, I don't need to go train anymore. Nope. Mm-hmm. She got signed when they released her. She came straight back. She was in training, I think, later that week. There's some people, like, that are, like, so good. And, you know, you still see them, like, going to <laughs> training everywhere. And, like, going to the seminars and stuff like that. And it's just, like, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's how you get there was a seminar somewhere like two weeks after she got released Mm -hmm. and she had come back to training. And when they're local seminars, I love when the people who put the seminars are show the people that showed up for the seminar, because I always look to see if any of our kids went. Mm -hmm. And I forget, I can't remember whose seminar it is, but bam, there's Mimi (laughs) showed up to the seminar looking to learn. That's awesome. Um, But that's who that girl is, though, that. I will tell everybody that Mimi is the most self-assured human being I've ever met in my life. She knows exactly who she is. Um, she's a very hard worker. Um, she's so, she, like I said, she shows up when she doesn't have to always there to help. Uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about Mimi. That's awesome. Love to hear that. So, um, yeah, Sue, it seems like your roster is like, a really good mix of established stars and um, some newer faces. Um, good, because that's you... what I was going for. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so that's what you were going for. So what, what made you like choose, you know, the, um, you know, certain wrestlers? Oh, I mean, I can tell you why I chose every one of them. <laughs> um, well, I'm like, pick one. I'll tell you why I picked them. Okay. Um, I I really like Zoe Cannon. Um, okay, so I love Zoe Cannon, and I haven't <laughs> even met her yet. Um, I had seen her name on posters and flyers for uh, Three Legacies Wrestling, which is run by Jesus Rodriguez, formerly Ricardo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. That and is getting like it's what Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yes, uh, yes. like I've watched a couple of their shows, and they're really good, and they're getting really good products <laughs> too. Yeah, r- yeah, exactly. So I knew that I knew that she was training there with him and he's come in now two years in a row for me and Danny. We pay him for a, it's the, our Christmas gift to the kids. We have him come in and do a private seminar for our students that is free to them. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. To, to teach like some loose lucha basics, mm-hmm. um, which is stuff I think everyone's interested in, but clearly me and Danny aren't proficient in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a Christmas gift to them every year for the past two years. We bring uh, Jesus in. So I know Jesus um, for a little bit now, a couple of years now. And I knew he had her. 
And um, I said, is she show ready? And he said, yeah, because she had been doing shows for him. Mm. And I said, all right, cool. So I hit her up. Yeah, and, she just uh, has like, that, like, just whenever she comes out of the curtain, she has that energy where you just like want to get invested in her. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you now, um, again, I have yet to meet her in person. Um, but I've had a bunch of interactions um, talking to her online. Um, I occasionally get promoters that'll hit me up for girls. They need a girl. And it's usually last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and if my girls are booked, I'll hit up other girls outside of the Monster Factory girls. And Zoe's someone who I hit up once and she couldn't take the booking. But instead of just saying, no, I can't take the booking. She was like, hey, but there's this person who just moved near there. Here's how you can get in touch with them. Like, she couldn't solve my problem, but she gave me a solution to my problem mm-hmm. as well. Um, it, she's just been a pleasure to to deal with, you know, on 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 a couple of different things. Um, so that's why um I picked her, and you'll see her on every one of my shows. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and um, I think that's like a big thing about this generation of wrestlers that I've seen at least. Um they're willing to help each other where like, I think before it might've been like everyone was out for themselves. Well, that's the environment I want. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone used to always say wrestling is so cutthroat. Uh, okay. Whatever. If there's only one spot, only one person can get it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but if it's meant for me, I'm going to get it anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of us fighting against each other as opposed to, helping each other grow and, 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 and bring, you know, bringing just women's wrestling as a whole up level, you know, that's the way it should be done. So that's the way I want my company to run. And like, I don't necessarily think it's always, you know, like there's one spot, like look at someone like Dan Housen (laughs) made his own spot, you know? Well, he did. Right. But you know, I agree with you, but the old mentality was, you know, you needed to cut everybody else's throat so you were the last one standing. Mm-hmm. As if there was only one spot available. Exactly. And you know, I, that's I one change that we have now in wrestling as well, is that there's so many different tables to sit and eat at now. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Especially for women's wrestling. They're, like, yeah, yeah. Like you said, there wasn't. It was maybe one girl or two girls in an area, and you would just be wrestling each other all the time. Yep. So um I'm really interested in seeing um Becca Wiley. I love me some Becca Wiley. I uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen her wrestle before, so definitely very interested. Uh you know, I knew her cuz she was a fan that would come to shows in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, really passionate about wrestling and The Monster Factory does a kids camp every year and it was 2 years ago she came to the kids camp for the summer. Um, and then, you know, she was still, she was training then. She trains now with, uh, Preacher and Cheeseburger at the Worldwide Dojo. Oh, okay. And she stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and God bless her, this quiet, shy little girl. And, you know, to, to see her now been training for a while, taking bookings, opening up. Um, she was a no brainer. She's on all my shows too. That's so cool whenever you see that grow. You know, from you know, I, just like a fan that's real quiet. I, like yeah, you know, I want to see people who I know are willing to work hard and are passionate about wrestling. And another one's Avery Jacks. Oh, 
Ava she has been um, blowing everyone away recently. <laughs> Just got She's got on my dates too. Super eight. She, uh, I worked with her at the other Fed when I was trying to help out. They had brought her in, and talk about a young girl who, again, is passionate works hard and just needs more eyes on her. Um, so that's why I took her, mm-hmm. you know, she just needs more, more exposure. You know, she's the phenomenal worker, great girl. And I'm just happy to be able to hopefully give her a platform to get some more eyes on her. And I think that shows how much other people think of her too, that she's the only, only woman in this year's super a, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then what I would say would probably be your maybe your your second tier main event would be Gabby against Tiara. Yeah, well, yes. And you know, Gabby's a no-brainer. And again, she'll be on any one of my shows ever that she ever wants to be. I mean, she technically named the company for crying out loud. Um, so she was always in. Mm-hmm. Um I love that girl. I met her um a couple of years before I started coaching at the monster factory, we got booked on an aspire show to tag together. It was me and her against Sumi Sakai and Vita Von star. Oh, okay. And me and Gabby just clicked. Like the ref even asked us if we were a mother daughter tag team. <laughs> and I said, normally I'd be offended, but if you think something that pretty came out of me, I'm gonna let you have that one. Um, but yeah, I instantly fell in love with Gabby. So she's on anything of mine she wants to be on. Tiara, again, when I was helping out the other Fed, um, there was a tag team tournament, or yeah, I think it was a tournament, and a team called out. So Tiara came in with somebody else to fill the spot, and I watched the match. And it, whatever it is, Tiara James has it. Has it. Whatever it is. And I was really just blown away by, by her performance. And she came to the back and I told her so. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, whatever it is, girl, you have it. I said, just keep grinding. Um, so for me, you know, booking her was easy. Um, it was somebody I knew was beyond talented. And I think whenever you see, like, whenever she's on, like, MLW, and there's yeah. lights are on her and the cameras and everything. Like she, that's she's at home. You yeah, know, she's she's just a star. The world just has she's a star. Mm-hmm. The world just hasn't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, she she just attracts everyone's eyes as soon as you know she comes out. Yeah, there again, there's something about her that just I couldn't take my eyes off her. And I think you could say that <laughs> um, for RJS and Mimi too. You know, just yeah. have that it, you know. Yep. And I think Tiara and Gabby's going to be a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. Size-wise, style-wise, it just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And both, both are stars. You oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And what made you bring back Cindy Rogers? As- She's not wrestling. She'll be at the VIP meet and greet. Okay. I, yeah, I want to make that I clear. I go back a while, and she was, she was amazing. I think Cindy a lot Rogers of people is, need to go back and you know <laughs> look at some Cindy Rogers matches. The, the definition of technician, or the mm-hmm. tech, yeah, the definition of technician. Mm-hmm. Cindy Rogers is one of my best friends. Okay. Um, 
she's also the OG female graduate from the Monster Factory. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Um. So when I decided to do this, you know, Cindy hasn't been around wrestling in a few years. Okay. And I know some of the fans that are coming to the show were fans from when we used to travel together and wrestle. Mm-hmm. So that, and because she was the OG Monster Factory female, and who can I get to make a, a special appearance? Well, Cindy was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So I hit her up. I was like, yo, you got any merch left? <laughs> you got eight by tens that around? Like, come make an appearance. And she was like, okay. So. You better be bringing out, like, the leather jacket and everything. Uh, if she doesn't, I'm going to be sad. Right? No, but she was, she was such a great, she was, she definitely stuck out. You oh, know, yeah. Especially in that area. She was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you had, you know, a lot of girls that wanted to be, you know, the pretty girls and stuff like that. Not that she wasn't, but, you know, she was there just to wrestle. Cindy Rogers wanted to be Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she... Um, Which I'm not knocking because it's one of the things her and I have in common mm-hmm. is that Bret Hart is one of our favorite wrestlers of all time. So. Okay. And yeah, she was she was amazing. And um, yeah, for the event, it looks like for your um, photographers, rafts, commentary, you hired all women. How all important, women. How important was that to you? Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of gender, Rosaria was always the ring announcer I wanted. I think she's phenomenal. And had I been using men, she'd probably be spitting, splitting the, the duties with Derek Lewis. But because I was going all women, um, I hit up Rosaria was one of the first people I booked. Um, and then Savannah, Savannah Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I had worked a little bit with it, the other other promotion, and I had actually talked them into giving her a shot to do uh, ring announcing on those shows, and I thought she did really well. She's you know she's very eager to learn and improve, and those are things that are important to me. So I hired her to do commentary with Rosaria. Having the the female refs there is very important, um, and then you know Jess shoots all the Monster Factory shows. Um, so having her ringside for, for the women was just no brainer. Yeah. Rosaria's done the, um, the CCW shows, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's done a, she's done a really good job on that. She's, I love that girl so much. So, um, so do you have like a, um, a plan of like how many shows you guys are going to want to run or are you just kind of like taking it, you know, this first show first and see how it goes? Um, we've announced dates through the end of the year. I'm going to run every other month. Okay. Uh, last, last date we've announced is November 30th. Uh, so there'll be five shows this year since we're starting in March. Um, I'm committed to all five. Cool. So I've got, I've got people booked for all five of them. Oh, that's great to hear. So. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some. Some of those other promotions seem like they didn't really um, have a plan, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I I planned it uh, as best as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, things happen, I'll, you know, people get I'll hurt. Be, I'll be happy signed, when some you know, more like money's that. rolling in, so most of it's not being bankrolled out of my my account. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that'll take some time. 
Um, and, and the girls are worth the investment from me. So well, I'm happy to do it. Um, well, Bell to Bell's first show will be Ring the Bell. Um, yep. on Saturday, March 2nd at the Monster Factory. 3, um, 3 p.m. bell time. Uh, if you buy the VIP upgrade, doors open at 2. If not, doors open at 2.30. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I think that'll that's it. Oh, you know, anybody who doesn't live locally, uh, check belltobell.com uh, the Monday after the show. We're hoping to upload it so that you can uh, rent it or rent it pay-per-view style, um, you know, the Monday following the show and uh, just support the women. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's our show. Thanks to Dawn and Missy for that great conversation. If you want to find more of Grit and Glitter, you can find us online on Twitter and Instagram, Grit Glitter Pod. We're on Patreon, where we are currently working on new content for our Patreon subscribers. If you subscribe at the $1 or $5 level, you will get a weekly newsletter. You have access to our archives. Harley has been doing great work um, putting up on Patreon all of the first several seasons of Grit and Glitter. So if you didn't get to catch those the first time around, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon for a couple of months, download those episodes, get to get to hear our first couple of years because there's so many great episodes that he has just put up. And of course, you'll get episodes of Women's Wrestling Entertainment where we trace the history of women in the WWE and other things as we see fit. That's our show for the week. We will catch you guys next time. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.